What is good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Fundamism Podcast. I am your host, Paul J. Long. Excited, as always, to connect with you uh, and bring more fun to life, because I think ultimately it's it's the one thing that that we all could use a lot more of, that and appreciation, as, as, as I was telling our guest today. We're brought to you, as always, by Charlie Hustle. We're sitting here in the bank building at the Charlie Hustle's headquarters, and uh Listen, if you haven't checked him out, if you know nothing of Charlie Hustle, if you don't own a Charlie Hustle shirt, what the hell are you doing? Get to charliehustle.com, check out their duds. They got some fresh stuff. Uh, I promise you, you won't be disappointed. I know that I own nothing less than seven shirts right now. So charliehustle.com to learn more. Man, this guest, uh, you know, I thrive when I'm around creatives and I just admire individuals that a gravitate towards the things that give them strength, B find a way to make a living out of it, but C are always constantly taking things and finding ways to improve them or make them better. And so we have, dare I say the founder, is it the founder yes. of Collective sure, X here? Sure. Johnny, what's good, brother? How oh, are you? Oh, man, everything's good. We're great. I know. We're great. I, We're great. I'm great. You wear that on your yeah, face every day, yeah, man. It's awesome. That's why I wanted to have you on the podcast. Yeah. I feel like you really embody uh, this theme of what fundamentalism stands for, which is, is really defined as the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic yeah. lifestyle. So, Johnny, your last name, again, I didn't want to butcher it, so give me one last time. Dawbarn. Dawbarn. Yes. All right. So we're yeah. going to talk about the origin of that. Before. Which, AKA, I'm also known as Johnny Nomath. I can tell you a story on that. Yes, please. And <laughs> AKA, White Cactus. Okay. <laughs> White Cactus and Johnny Nomath. Guys. So many personalities. I hope that you're ready to turn up because we're starting early. Yeah. So, uh, Johnny Nomath. Um, yes, I love that. The White Cactus. So tell me about what you do for fun, my friend. Well, I, uh, I love to surf and skate. Mostly skate, obviously in the Midwest here. That's con, you know conducive sure. of what what's uh, available. But uh, love that whole culture. Live it. When love was it. the last time you got on a board? Um, just a few days ago, I was outside cruising on longboard. Nice. Um, we're making some new longboards at our shop. I saw some. I didn't see the longboards, but yeah, I saw you had many boards as yeah, you come in to collect. We're, we're actually hand making with a, a awesome artist. His name's Mark Brem. Does a company called Young Guns. He's a member of the collective. Yes, and he, we are, we are streamlining his process a bit, where we're taking some of the headache out of uh, crafting these boards for him. And but he still hand shapes them. He still does his touch. Um, but we're able to do more of them for him. So man, um, yeah. We we as soon as one's done, we go. We take it out and cruise it. I bet. Yeah. You know, I I try not to judge. Um, in life, sometimes it's very difficult, obviously, because you see folks and you're like, I, I know somebody like that, or I've experienced individuals like that. I would honestly say I've never experienced anybody like you, but the first time I met you, I knew that you were into surfing or skating. Like, yeah. you just carry that aura about <laughs> you. I'm sure that you get that a lot. Yeah, I do get that a lot. They wonder <laughs> if I'm actually into it or I'm just some poser that actually... <laughs> You know, wishes, wishes, but I I really do love that whole thing. I spend a lot of time out on the West Coast. I've been to Hawaii numerous amount of times. I I love, you know, Grand Caymans, anywhere tropical I love. So anybody run up on the white cactus and call him a poser, I'm guessing that that's them's fighting words. Yeah, that could be something. (laughs) I'm at least going to try to understand why. (laughs) I don't don't see you as the individual that, um, that, that really, how do I want to say this? That gets into conflict much. Mm, like I, I yeah. seem like you're kind of like a dove. Yeah. Uh, like just you know, you let it roll off your back. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah, it's very accurate. I, I think it's um, it's come with maturity. It's come with experience. I've done you know 
I think, a full 180 from when I grew up. I grew up in Detroit. And mm. so came to Kansas City with a chip on my shoulder. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, just barely out of teens and um, was actually put off by how happy everybody was here in Kansas City. <laughs> I, uh, I actually didn't understand it. I didn't trust it. Yes. You know, but then quickly realized it was genuine and that people were, um, you know, they were interested in what you were doing yes. for real yeah. and and uh, made great friends and quickly realized how uh, connected everybody was and, and I found very... I found that very appealing. So, dude, that's yeah. amazing because I would guess that anybody who knows you or has met you in the yeah. course of the last ten to fifteen years, yeah, they would say like you are the definition of happiness. I mean, oh, like I, I've never yeah. seen you in a bad mood. I'm sure they happen, right? Yeah, it, it, um, it does. You can probably ask my kids that. <laughs> Which they, I met the other day. Yeah, and yeah. their little dog. They yeah, little, oh bagel. Yeah, yeah bagel. Our, our little Frenchie. She's a runt. That she looks more like a Chipotle burrito. <laughs> She's, uh, yeah, she's she's amazing. Is she new? Is she um, new she's to the three years old? Okay, actually. So wow. People mistake her size for a puppy. But yeah, she's, she's just, a miniature. She's a tiny little runt, and um, yeah, she's 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 awesome. I was sitting on the couch over there at Collective X, and yeah. I, uh, I I found one of her bones. Oh, yeah. Oh, she left one behind. Well, yeah. That, that's well, her... she was still there, so oh. she knew where it was. I'm sure. Well, we we like all of our family family members to share. With <laughs> them, so that's her way of. You know, giving. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I feel part of the That's family. That's sweet. That's really sweet. <laughs> Super sweet. <laughs> so Collective X, tell yeah. us what that is. Um, okay. So Collective X is a uh, uh, infrastructure to celebrate creativity as finest. Yes. We are all about um, having a place where artists can gather. Um, art- artists can have workspace that to, to, to call their own, as well as um, uh, work with other artists outside of the collective. So. Yes. Um, we, we do, we celebrate creativity through a numerous amount of things by, um, collaborating with each other, um, trying and, and, and exploring new possibilities, um, and making what we call brilliant mistakes, <laughs> you know, um, I tell, think, tell me about the last brilliant mistake that you made. Oh, wow. Um, I was laser etching, um, some plastic to try to, uh, create, um, some fobs for some product, and of course had the setting way off, and the artwork was way too thin, and so it just basically came out and picked it up, and it just crumbled in front of my face, which was amazing. You know, what's um, amazing about it is it takes the first step, right? Like, so I love the brilliant mistake aspect yeah. because one thing that I admire about you and people like you is is you're willing to take the risk, right? And you know this is this is kind of a new idea, a fresh yeah. idea that that took a bit, right? Yeah, it did take, and a it while. didn't come without challenges, right? Oh no, no. So yeah. uh, talk about that journey and how did you land on the idea of Collective X and what was that journey like? Okay, well, um, so I worked for Hallmark for 23 years. Um, a lot of people don't realize that. So uh, started as an artist, worked my way up to art director senior art director, um, eventually new title of innovation leader. And then um, my last three years, Dave Hall put together an incubator. It was kind of a pet project of his own. About 18 of us joined this incubator, kind of left the core company, joined this incubator, and um, our charge was to come up with new business development that, it, that they either could um, fold into the parent company, create a subsidiary, or sell off to a, a third party. Wow. And so um, in that t- 
time frame, um, I just, you know, I, that last few years, I was really kind of, um, coming up with new, a new concept called what we called it five points, which was a, a nod to the brand of Hallmark. Okay. The, the crown itself sure. has five points. We lined the brand attributes to, um, the actual core brand attributes of Hallmark so that they could understand why we would play in this space. Sure. Um, and we we were really charged with the idea of um, not only uh, connecting people because it's a connecting company, but um, doing it in different ways. Yes. So <laughs> my big proposal to Dave, and I remember his face pretty well, was uh, <laughs> we're going to do this with all kinds of product, everything but greeting cards. Wow. Yeah. It was all about create a product uh, that either, either could wear on person or put in your home to help define how you want to be seen as or to make a statement that other people could c- connect with. Yes. Um, and it, it was great. But, yeah, I remember his face at first was like, why would you do that? You so know? how did you get him on board? Um, those brand attributes aligning, nice. saying this is completely within the wheelhouse of what you guys do. Right. You're a connecting company. We just believe that we can connect in other ways. We believe that the uh, a younger generation, at that time we were targeting a – 18 to 35 year old market, uh, male and female, basically um, people that they were trying to get more of in their stores. And so, um, yeah, we we believe that we could do it through other means. So, dude, that's amazing. Um, I recall you telling me a story um, when we chatted uh, a couple of weeks ago about you being in California doing some pop ups yeah, for Hallmark. So that was it. So we were we were proposing that um, we, we would pop up in places that people are already at. So we had this sort of um, insight of daily path. We were hitting people in their daily path of um, you go out, find an area that maybe has a really hip coffee shop, a really cool bookstore or a record shop or, you know, apparel, anything that, uh, you know, certain districts all had in one area, you're saying, okay, that's probably somewhere that people visit on a daily basis that's where we should pop up. Yes. And we would do, we started off actually in the crossroads. We did um, a pop-up one night there and it did really well just to kind of proof of concept because we had to actually go through the stages of like you would in in any type of startup business. You had proof of concept and then you had to have proof of revenue and so forth. And so we proved that we had the concept here in KC, but then quickly the leadership said, hey, uh, you, you know people get outside of this space and show that people that don't know you, this is relevant. So we actually went to the West Coast. That's where I proposed. And started in San Francisco in the Mission District and then worked our way down to Venice Beach outside of L.A. There's worse places to be. Oh, I know. It was fantastic. (laughs) Did you take Um, your board? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Gleaming the Cube? Oh, I do. (laughs) I love that movie. That was a great movie. That was was a a, fantastic movie. That was... I, I could not wait to see that in the theaters. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, of course, it's always, you know, those movies at that time always had the theme of some big battle. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, For those of you that aren't watching on YouTube or can't see Johnny's face, when I brought up Gleaming the Cube, you should have seen the twinkle in his eye and the smile that came over his face. That that movie was big for me. I was heavy heavy skating at that time. And and it's it's heavily influenced by culture. Like what you said, I love that that culture. That's what that movie was. Yeah. 
Exactly. A lot like Skate or Die. The it's skate or Die, that yeah, video game. Oh, yeah. so many quarters in that machine. Yeah, that's right. 720, I love it. <laughs> so I'm sorry to steal your thunder, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, last question. Tony Hawk, did you ever get into oh, yeah, Tony I had, Hawk? I had his board. Yeah? I, that, was one of, that was one of my very first uh, street decks. Yeah. Wow. So back in the day, back in the 80s, I was, I was doing launch ramps and doing small quarter pipes and stuff. And sure. so that, um, that was my first real board. Um, that was outfitted with the Bones Brigade wheels, yeah. and the whole whole deal. I yes. watched all those videos. Search for Animal Chin, which was this <laughs> big video that had all the Paul Peralta crew in there. Yeah, um, yeah, watch that stuff like religion. Dude, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So, so. Uh, you're out in Venice Beach and yep. you're running these pop ups. Then yep. what happens? Um, and in you know, true fashion of organizations, corporations, um, there was a reorg. And damn reorgs. Yeah. You know, they, you know, they get you every time. (laughs) Every time. Um, So yeah, that, that unfortunately changed budgets, changed um, actually leadership. Uh, I think the Hall brothers actually switched roles over international, national, whatever the case may be. The incubator was, the decision was to fold in what concepts that could and other ones would just dissolve. And at that point, five points wasn't getting, the placement that you know we had hoped, so uh, I left. Was that a, was it a conscious decision? Was yes. it a, or a mutual parting of ways? It was a it was a conscious decision. I was offered um, you know a package. Sure. Um, uh, grace, gratefully um, from my leader, I I I kind of chose that. Yes. Um, they they did offer a position that was innovations and greetings, and but I I really wanted to leave on a high. It yeah. was probably some of the best work I ever did mm. for the company, and um, I was fortunate to be able to leave when I did. So, Man, yeah. I admire that, um, yeah. and specifically because so I do a lot of work in uh, now as a as a third party yeah. with corporate America, but I you know I lived, the bulk of my corporate career was within that space. Sure. And so uh, I am very familiar with reorgs, and I know of of at least three former or current clients that are going through reorgs right now, and the discomfort and the fear of all these individuals that I know that work for these organizations yeah. is just it's driving so many of their behaviors. Yeah. So I love the fact that that through that you decided, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna leverage this as an opportunity to gravitate towards something that I love, which I'm sure brought some aspect of. Fear as well, not oh, knowing what was absolutely. next. Absolutely, I mean, you you know, any anything new, it, you'd be lying if you said, "Oh, I'm, I went into this completely fearless." Sure, um, the unknown is always obviously uh, going to be based in some darkness, but I think the more experience that you have going into that, um, the amount of fear starts to shrink, sure. which is good. And then fear can also, I believe turn into excitement if you flip it if if you if you take an opportunity that you don't know and say well i'm i i like the unknown i like to i'm up for that challenge you know then um and you can turn it into something that you really believe has possibility sure you can you can actually turn that negative into a positive and that's what's happening with you right now and not to say that that was a negative i mean i think it's it's easy for some to listen to that and think that but this is so corny and cliche but you know through the darkness the stars shine the brightest right oh yeah and i i just see it as it was a chapter sure it was a chapter it the i mean homework was amazing for you know i was we had our kids we you know got our house you know it was like it got 
gave us the the means to to have a foundation that that we could build upon from that point. Um, and then when I left, um, my wife was starting up her own company at that point, and I was kind of helping on the sidelines. But um, I saw it as an opportunity to say, "Hey, let's take some of those learnings that I you know got from Five Points and and from Hallmark in general, and let's see if we can apply some of that to what you're doing with your Kansas City products." So, yes. Um, her company is called SoKC, and she does uh, just local apparel, okay. like, like many companies do. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I what, see what you did there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. We love Charlie. Also. Yeah, it, but, um, but you guys yeah. do something similar too at Collective X. You actually now have a print press and all yeah. kinds of stuff, right? right? Right. So you know, I think to ignore that as a neat, you know a want from the community sure. is, is silly, but. Um, what I challenged her with with that project was to do more meaningful product. So um, take a look at the role of what people play in Kansas City and why they love Kansas City because of that. Yes. Um, so we started doing um, yes. apparel that was around, you know, KC teacher or KC nurse, or um, we would do Kansas City baseball, but it would be appropriate if you are a mom that had a kid in Little League. Yes. And it just blew up. Really? Yeah, it did really, really well. So much so that that's actually what has funded the collective as in, in this wow, journey. Wow, that's so, amazing. Yeah, which has been amazing. So, um, and in that time when we were developing that business, because I know your original question was, you know, the, the collective, I was putting together literally when I left, like, okay, what are those seeds of this bigger idea that I believe can happen? Um, what are, um, what makes an artist that really stands out, what drives them? What, what, what is their discipline? What is their uh, motive for always pushing themselves? And yes. really try to distill that down into something that we could stand for in a business and, and create a structure that would support that, as well as being inviting in an environment um, that not only welcomes people in, but also allows them to see part of that process. Sure. Um, so I was kind of simultaneously working on that, and we were testing some of that model of how the collective would work through SoKC. Sure. So we were starting partnerships. We were starting um, those collab early collaborations and saying, okay, if we model it this way, could this work? Because ultimately we want this to be the structure for this bigger idea. So, sure. um, so yeah, we spent about a year doing that uh, after I had left um, work, you know, working full time. And then... Uh, we started looking for spaces, finally landed the space we're in now here at uh, 18th and Cherry. And then, um, yeah, it took us almost a year to build out. And it was good three to four months trying to just get permits. Sure. Which is uh, one of the, fr- yeah, I remember smokes. that was one of the, so I yeah. said, man, it doesn't seem like you get worked up uh, much. And yeah. the last, inter- what, what was the last time you were truly mad? Yeah. And you mentioned the yeah. permits. Yeah, <laughs> the permits were, were very, you know, it was a learning experience. Um, now looking back, you're like, yeah, I'm glad I was able to go through that because now I know. But at the time it was very frustrating. Um, you know, I think Kansas City, is an amazing city and, and is doing great things, but there are still a lot of hurdles that you ha- we have to get past as uh, new business owners and entrepreneurs. We, we have to still refine the system a bit. Sure. Um, and I think maybe that's probably everywhere. I don't know if that's unique to KC, but right. um, 
I, we hit hurdles that I couldn't have anticipated. Um, plus, we were proposing an idea that was so outside the box um, that it was easier to say no than to say yes. Yes. Um, we were trying to do food. We're doing retail. We're doing um, studio space. We're doing fabrication and social area for customers. Jeez. That. And you nailed all of it, oh, mind you. I mean, it's, oh, it's, oh, you, I mean, you know that Dude. though, right? Like, well, I mean, I don't, I'm not gonna, I, <laughs> I knew it when I first saw the reaction of people coming in for the first yes. time. You don't know it until you see the, the, cause you can believe it. Yeah. But it was the reaction that really confirmed it for, yes. for me because yes. I was really doing it, you know, in a way to, you know, get people to, to see it differently, to, to, to ex- experience it differently. And I can go down a whole rabbit hole about experiential retail. Um, I want everything that you yeah. have in one hour. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, um, yeah, I mean, ex- you know, we're in a day and age where you can have a drone deliver something to your front door yes. within, what, minutes? So yes. um, if, you're gonna, if people are going to take the time to come and visit somewhere, literally get in a car and go somewhere, uh, you know, a, a, a destination. Um, I believe it's got to be more than what they think they're coming into. Yes. Um, it's got to be experiential. And this is where uh, Bo Nelson from Dalmas, yes. him and I just, we really clicked. And we've got a long history there, which is a whole nother topic. But um, it, we've spent many nights talking about that is the future of retail. You have to you have to have more than just product on shelf with someone sitting there waiting to ring you up. Yes, it just it just can't happen anymore. I agree with that statement, and I you know I have this this theory on what motivates people. Yeah, you know, especially you in corporate America, you know that oftentimes, especially as leaders, we feel like everybody is motivated by money in this right. world. Um, or motivated by you know promotional opportunities, or motivated by appreciation, whatever it is we think that we're motivated by. Uh, what really resonates with you with me about what you're saying is, I believe it's far more simple than that. Yeah. I believe that everybody in the planet is motivated by one thing, and that one thing is experience. Yes. yes. And if you say you're motivated by money, then really, what is money by you? Right. Experiences, right? right? If you want appreciation, man, it's that experience of someone saying that you're valued or that you bring something to the table. 100%. So, man, I love that because I know that yeah. that's going to be a differentiator, especially the way that retail is going. Right. When you differentiate yourself in a manner that says, man, I felt something different mm-hmm. when I went in there. Yeah. When, you know, they didn't, they didn't just say, you know, how's your day? They said, what's good, man? What's the best thing that's happened to you today? Right. When was the last time a bank teller said yeah, that to right. you? You know what I'm saying? So I, I really admire that. Now, you mentioned hurdles and jumps and, yeah. you know, and, and frustrations. Everybody faces those. Sure. It's a fundamentalism is all about like, how do you gravitate more towards things that lift you up? I, mm-hmm. I believe that the difference between a victim and a victor's mentality right. is a short-term memory. Oh, yeah. And That's so good. when you're faced with challenge, how yeah. do you specifically get through it? Like, what do you do? Um, I immediately go for the positive. Do you really? I mean, I'm, I, I try to see the positive in it. I, you know, and then I try to convey that to, if, it, if it's frustration with somebody else, I try to convey that back to them. Um, you know, I also see it as a learning experience. So I, I try to flip it in that way. I, I, I've learned that just stewing in it and you know, getting upset is just a waste of time. One hundred percent. I understand you have to vent and you can't store this all away, but I think you can you can uh, redirect that energy to 
something positive and you can get back on task or get on to a better solution, whatever the case may be. Right. And um, utilize that energy for those causes versus just losing your mind and losing, you know, going off your rocker for, you know, for X amount of time and then trying to gather yourself. It's like, it just doesn't buy you anything. Right. um, and a lot of times you can you can damage relationships, you can um, damage your own, hinder your growth from even yeah. making stuff happen. Yeah, right, right. So because you could have very easily given up when you were faced with challenges in those yeah. permits, right? I mean, any any you know this project's been one hundred percent self funded, so it's been very challenging from a financial standpoint. Sure, there's a lot of times where you're like, whoa, I don't know where this is going to come right. from. Where are we getting this money from? Because sure. it's it's gotta it's gotta happen now, and we need you know. This is not going to wait, but you you muscle through it. You figure stuff out. You get clever. Yes, and and you know that that passion that I spoke about earlier. You just get, you, you know you find it and then you you ride it. You know, one hundred percent. Now, um, one of the things. So you're a creative. I don't yeah. know if you mind people. Like, is that okay when people oh, call yeah. you a creative? Sure. Uh, I consider myself a creative as well. And one of the things in my observation throughout the years of individuals like us, is that, first of all, we're passionate about yeah. whatever it is we create. Right. For me, it's, you know, words, you know. For you, it's it's a collective. It's a space right. of, of artists and people coming together to to actually take a vision and make it a reality. Right. Hopefully, I, I That's perfect. captured that all right. Perfect. But what I find a lot about creatives, and Rob and I have had this discussion recently, we get... We get the aspect of gravitating towards the things that we love and mm-hmm. are passionate about, but the the piece that's often lost is the business aspect of things. Right. So, how do I take this idea and something that I love and 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 do that gives me joy, right? And make a business out of it right. because I, I'm not good at bookkeeping. Yeah. I'm not good at managing my schedule. Yeah. Uh, hell, I'm not good at going out and getting clients. You know, right. I, I'm not good at. I, I love. Here's a case in point. We talk about this with Rob all the time. With all the, the videography in general, people love to shoot video. Right. They freaking love to shoot video, dude. Oh, I see this yeah. vision of this and that. Yeah. You know what videographers hate? Editing. Yeah. They, they, I, I've met very few that actually enjoy that. I know, of. right? Where they say that they like yeah. to edit until they get so busy yeah. that they have to edit all this video. Right. And they're like, man, screw that. Yeah. But my point is, how do you get to a place? Was this innate for you in that you understood how to take your passion mm-hmm. and make a business out of it? Mm-hmm. Or what was the process to get to a place where you understood how to be profitable and what yeah. the steps were to make it a business? Um, well, I, I do have to... Uh, credit several things. I've done multiple businesses on my own for years. Um, part of that is you, you're forced to figure out some of those challenges. The hard way. Yeah. The hard way. You just have to. You know, if, if it comes to bookkeeping, if you don't do it, you don't survive. Sure. So therefore, there's that aspect. But then there's also from being in a corporate environment, and especially one that was um, extremely creative. And so you had this balance of dealing with artists as a you know if you're as as a role of an art director i was dealing with artists who are all different egos all different talents all different personality types and dealing with the business side i was fortunate enough to experience that sure. it was also really a huge hill to get up yes. when i made that transition because um i'd never understood that other side but once i did and understood why the decisions were being made on one side, then I could 
being creative myself, I was able to make that bridge um, easier to travel over for the creative types and, and explain to them, hey, listen, we're not asking this because we don't care for your style. We're asking for this because the product that's surrounding it is already looks like this and your product needs to stand out. Yes. And so therefore, you know, can you please do it this way? And that resonated so much more than just being like, I need you to change this. Yes. And so that, that experience there really helped um, the early stages of being able to work with creatives and find that balance. I also think um, understanding individual stories when you're when we're talking about the artists that are now part of the collective or working with artists outside of the collective, um, understanding what their their personal story is and why they do what they do, and then how we can complement that, um, and and hopefully even extend it beyond or or uh, build upon that story. Yes, you know um, that has gone, you know, has, 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 we've gone miles with that because of, um, you, you show that you not only care about what they're doing, but, and you understand how they're doing it, but you also care enough to, to say, Hey, I, I want to see this go further. Sure. And how can I contribute to that? Right. Um, uh, and then you, you, you share that knowledge that you have, Based on you know anything business related, because uh, yeah, like you said, some artists they 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 only like one part of it. They don't they don't like the the other part of it. And we we show them ways to um, bridge those gaps or make them less painful. Yes. Or why they should think about why it's important, um, and that that has gone really well. Um, we've had you know amazing response so far, and. Uh, um, we'll keep doing it as long as it works. How many members of the Collective X uh, yeah, team we, are there? We got over a dozen now. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're either individuals or brands that are either branded as an individual sure. or um, groups of people. So, okay, um, creators group is you know like got yes. multiple people. Yeah, um, but then we've got other individuals that have a company name. That and then there's others that just brand themselves as their name. Sure. So, so the reason why I ask is uh, so. Jay Austin, yep. he runs the creators group that right. you referenced. They do a lot of videography and, yep. and, oh, yeah. and visual aesthetics, you know, stuff like that. And so uh, one thing that I love about that guy is, so th- there's talkers and there's doers, right? Mm-hmm. And so I met Jay at a mastermind group, same one that I met Chase in, which oh, yeah. I was telling you about. Yeah. Uh, and Jay has a brilliant mind when it comes to his space, you know, right. videography. A lot like I believe that you have a brilliant mind when it comes to creativity and and taking somebody's vision and creating something that represents it, right? right. A, an emotional connection, a differentiator, if you will. Well, thank you. So Jay is uh, is that for video, and you know, one day we were texting. And truth be told, I thought in my head I couldn't afford Jay's services, and mm-hmm. and. Truth be told, I couldn't at yeah, the time. Right, and so uh, I, I always want to be when I'm first starting out, and I would advise everybody to be very conscious about their spend. Right, you right. don't want to you don't want to live outside of your means because then you're operating in the red, and then ultimately yeah. that stress increases, and yeah. all that to say yeah. that you know ultimately I was just making conscious decisions to to do right by whatever I thought that the cool process would be. So. Jay reaches out, or I say hello via text message. I'm sitting in a hotel room in Georgia, mm. and. Uh, he says, uh, "Hey, are you open to some feedback on your on your YouTube channel?" I said, "Anybody that would say no to that question is an absolute idiot." Of yeah, course. Right. And he said, uh, "So first of all, 
I would suggest that all of your your YouTube videos, you create a catalog that are specifically the Fundamentalism Podcast and, and bunch them together. Right. The second piece of feedback that I would give you would be you should create backlinks to everything that you want them to. So your, your book or your website or whatever, maybe mm-hmm. that needs to be in the summary of the YouTube clip. The third thing that I would say is uh, you reiterate every single time the Fundamism podcast and the title of said podcast, remove that because for your SEO standpoint, it's going to mess that up. Mm. And then the fourth thing that he said is um, don't replicate the same content on Spotify, iTunes, whatever it may be Mm. as you do on YouTube because they want to go there to digest something new and something different. So I'm sitting in Georgia and I'm like, Yes, like thank mm-hmm. you so much. Mm-hmm. And three of those four items, uh, Johnny, were done within the next two hours. That's awesome. And I text him and I said, "Dude, I, I, I've done what you asked me to do." And he said, "You know how refreshing that is to give you know somebody feedback and them to act on it." I said, "I, I think I'm ready to explore whatever the next steps in this conversation looks like. Uh, I would like to uh, leverage the the creators group to potentially help me create some video work." I said, but a couple of caveats. Like, I got my videographer. I got Rob. He's my ride or die. Like, he's 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 gonna be with me. Like, right. I, I love that dude and, and what he does. What I need is a creative mind. I need mm-hmm. a visionary. I'm tired of being the idea guy. Like, yeah. I, I I'm stretched as you are. I'm sure. stretched so thin that I can't always come up with every single idea and then make it a reality. Sometimes also I need pushed and pulled. Yeah, right? right. So. Hey, Paul, I know that you're busy, but we got Tuesday as an opening. We need to get it scheduled because it's going fast. Well, that's a motivator for me. Right. So Jay was like, perfect. I'm going to start creating a document on Google Drive, Google Sheets. I'm going to share it with you, and you could literally watch me as I work. He starts doing it that night, Johnny. Mm. So we have a meeting to sit down and talk about what next steps look like. And he says, here's what will happen. You'll be assigned a project manager. You'll have this team of videographers, blah, blah, blah. I said, again, I got Rob, so I want you to know that. What's that look like? He said, not a problem. You're still going to be able to use Rob. I said, I want to be clear, Jay. I am working with the creators group because I like your mind Mm -hmm. and your creative spirit and your vision. There are a million videographers out there. I've worked with no less than seven or eight of them. And quite honestly, Rob is the only real dependable one that I found that I could count on to be there when I call him. So I said, I get that you want to assign me a project manager. You're, a, you're, you're running a business. You got to maximize your time. But I said, your differentiator to me is you. So yeah. if you're not working with me, then I'm not yeah. working with creators group. Right. So right. He, he heard me and, and he is my project manager, That's right? Awesome. Which isn't necessarily a great business model yeah. for him, but it's yeah. wonderful for me. Yeah. I say that to you because you're the creative mind. You're you're right. the brilliant guy. I want to do business with you. Like I know that you you generally get the concept of what fundamentalism is. Sure. And I'm getting into merchandise, and we yeah. got the shirt, and we got the book, and I got some silicon rings in the works that represent being committed to joy, fun, and fulfillment, and and having relationships that. You know, we, we looked down our wedding ring and we're reminded of, of yeah, our relationship, reminder. right? Yeah, yeah, uh, I love it. But what if that ring and that commitment to your wife wasn't just wasn't just I'm committed in this relationship and I'm going to honor uh, what we have, but I'm also committed to maintaining this relationship based on joy, fun, and fulfillment. Nice. And it's it's a consistent reminder. I have a million ideas. Trying to harness them and understand a what's going to be the best use of my time. Yep. Uh, B, what's maximized profits and see what's going to sell right. uh, is somewhat challenging. 
I just prefaced a really long, a really long way to ask you if I want to do business with the Collective X. What does that look like? Um, you come down. You come down to the space. You can meet with me. You can meet. We, we will pull in whoever is appropriate. Sure. So we. Uh, bring in if it's you know a particular need and a particular craft, then we'll pull those people into that meeting, and then you sit down and you say almost to the T what you just said, <laughs> um, and then we we would begin by uh, saying okay let's let's start to capture those really strong points within that story of what what, what it is that you want to accomplish. Um, and then you you complement that with the actual tangibles that would either extend that story or um, remind people of that story, whatever the case yes. may be. Um, we've, we've found that uh, those, those little sit-downs, I, I think 99% of the time we've come out with usually uh, really good solutions and some really unexpected solutions. Yes. Because we have a few different techniques too where we flip a negative and we say, okay, you know, what is it that is not your strong point? Now, how could you own that? And how could you make that into something that is now something that is now part of your business or or, or uh, an item that people could utilize? Sure. Um, surprisingly, those turn out better than what you would think. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, and we've 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 had it from a standpoint of I use an example of an artist who who loved to use color but um, never never really felt like she was unified in that. Um, and I said, well, okay, so you don't see that as a strong point. You see that as a weakness. And she's like, oh, definitely. I said, well, what, what about that do you enjoy? What, what, why do you feel like you, you love color and, and the idea of these color studies and so forth? And she said, oh, I just, I'm just fascinated with the way that they work together and the way that they, um, when you put certain things together, you can just feel yeah, this rhythm is right. And I said, well, okay, you see that as a weakness, but what if you played that into a strength of saying, I'm, I'm going to now own unexpected color palette theories in product, and um, I'm going to um, label it under, her stuff was, um, she was doing a lot of weaving, a sure. lot of um, wonderful like uh, fabric work. I said, what if you, you, you owned sort of this sophisticated, naive color system? Right. And, it, and that is the beauty in what you do. Yes. And that becomes unexpected because she felt like her work was very ununified. I said, well, but if you, if you play that into a way that says, okay, that's this is the my niche. This is my <laughs> thing. Yeah. yeah. This is, you come to expect this. This is the beauty. It's always going to be different. You lead the, the consumer or, or the people that are absorbing what you do. Um, to to understand that that's that's your goal in this, sure. Then all of a sudden it becomes this this thing that's working for you, yes. less, less against you, yes. Um, and it was just a it was a big aha moment that just she lit up and it became this thing that you know, wow, I could really do this. And I'm like, yeah, this is it's right in front of you. It sometimes it's just a matter of sitting down and identifying it, yes, which is, which is cool. So and specifically, what I find cool is the way that you go about identifying that. So yeah. I had the opportunity uh, yesterday uh, to work with North Point Development oh, yeah. here locally, yeah, and then I drove all the way to Chanute, Kansas, and I did their uh, teachers in service. Oh wow! So yeah. it was actually 350, not just the teachers and the administrative staff, but the bus drivers yeah. and the food service professionals and all that stuff. 
stuff, when we were talking about the impact that these individuals make on a regular basis, and very similar to how we, we started or we talked about off-air and the importance mm-hmm. of appreciation, so many of our kids today, and, and I would argue adults, they, they haven't had enough people in their life say, I believe in you. Right. But uh, the conversation culminated at one moment with a question where I asked them what the most powerful learning tool that they have at their disposal is. And, um, you know, the the answers were technology and, you know, uh, curriculums and preparation or whatever it may be, right? Right. Right. The answer to me is, and it will always be, self-discovery. Your father, um, you know that we could tell our kids to do something over and over and over and over again until you get them to self-identify that what you're telling them is what they wanted to do anyway. Right. Uh, It's like beating your head up against a brick wall, right? right? And so finding a way to get creative and really present in discussion where you can ask questions that lead somebody down the path to discover the answers that they're looking for is what's going to get folks to move forward in life. Absolutely. And that's what it sounds like your yep. your your discovery yep. meetings are about. Yeah, that's that's the whole goal of the members. We we we're we're saying, you know, if you're part of this, you're for the betterment of the collective. Yes. You, we are here for this idea, but then you're also um you know, we, we're looking to ex, you know expand and build upon your individual brand as well. We want you to be able to take um, what you do and maybe go in new avenues, new unexpected places. Um, maybe even in, start to inspire others. Yes, I mean, obviously, it's one of the main purposes of why people do creative stuff. They're looking for that that shared inspiration. Um, and then just, you know, be able to, you know, maybe even discover a piece of it that they didn't know they could do. Right. Um, and that, that comes from, you know, time and knowledge and experience that I can offer some of those things. To sure. Them. And by no means am I like the magic, like eight ball of like all this, you know, we, right. it takes us working together as a unit. Like I, I keep, I always say that, you know, when you go visit our space, it, it, it by no means am I solely responsible for what happened there. Sure, it is a, a collective, a, a collective <laughs> um, of a group of people all coming together and being pushed and doing new things and and really coming up with some great solutions for 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 that space. So it's a great example of, um, and then you know. Knowing when to pull in those strengths too. That's right. a, that's another piece of it of saying, okay, this is the right person at this moment in time to pull in um, this talent and then utilize it in its best way. I, I have a great example when we were designing. So I design all the Thou Mayest bags yes. um, for for Thou Mayest, and there was one in particular that we were doing years back. It's called Wild Child. It's their one of their five core roasts, and oh, that's um, and coincidentally that's what I call Rob the Wild Child. Uh, oh, I can see this. <laughs> I can totally see this, especially right this moment. Um, yeah, but uh, the that particular bag was you know they had this great archetype built around who they thought the consumer was that drank this. Uh, she most likely a woman, maybe or a, or a dude, but they. You know, they go to festivals and they're all about, you know, keeping something from that event to remember it by and um, so forth and so forth. So I'm sure. building this design and I was doing the type for the main name of the bag and I was typesetting it and I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. 
It feels forced. It doesn't match. And so I went to one of our artists within the collective. Her name's Courtney Shelton, does a um, beautiful hand lettering. She does a blog called Hybrid Blog, and she showcases all this wonderful lettering. And she did, I said, hey, listen, I'm trying to typeset this. It makes no sense. Will you, would you be willing to do this? And she's like, of course. And she did this beautiful script. It, I mean, it, it almost looked as if she was right there with me putting this on top of this artwork. It was, energy. it was the perfect yes. match. And it was a great example of reaching out and grabbing the right tools for the right uh, project. Yes. And, and I encourage a lot of the, the members in the same way. I'll, I'll say, well, you know, we have a lot of capabilities in-house, but that is not the reason to utilize those things. We should be picking up a hammer when we need to to nail something in, right? Not you know, and that goes for everything. We should be using the, a CNC router when we need to use that tool. Exactly, or, leverage uh, the resources uh, you know. that you need for so, the yeah. job. And that that philosophy really goes back to what we were talking earlier about: the lead with story. Yes, um, lead with the purpose of what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, and that's kind of the purpose of what we're trying to do uh, over there. Is is have a space that not only uh, is conductive of great conversations, great crisscrossing of paths um, and talents, but then once an idea does come to light, then we've got the tools to execute that and we've got the range of uh, capabilities that it, it hopefully is not a hurdle to execute those, those sure. things to its fullest. And one thing that I know about you is if indeed you face a hurdle, you... A value relationship. Man, I keep I keep doing everything A, B, and C. Do you notice this, Rob? I'm I'm really like I'm really owl-esque today, <laughs> focused on details. Uh, I know that you value relationships enough yeah. that you have a lot of resources at your disposal. Yeah. And not in a manner that's going to use somebody that yeah. you know somebody that regardless of what hurdle you're facing, yeah. you're gonna know somebody that's gonna help you jump yeah. over that hurdle. Yeah. Well, Kansas City's great for that. Yes. I mean, you know, to rewind to when I first came here, quickly realized it's like um, two degrees of separation, not six. Yeah. You know, right. every, everybody knows everybody. And if um, you I mean if you even talk about the hurdles that we hit on some of the permitting, it wasn't through resources that we got online that we were able to get those questions answered. It was reaching out and saying, hey, such and such, do you know somebody we could talk to about this because we have hit a dead end? Yes. Or, um, you know, yeah, I do know somebody, but you need to talk to this person because they they are the person that does this and they would be able to answer this question. And I mean... It actually led to some brilliant ways that we were able to get some of this stuff passed, and and it wasn't it wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for those connections. Sure. Um, to illustrate that point, the gentleman that I uh, we just introduced yeah. uh, you uh, or each other to Billy Bremelcom, who was uh, last week's guest, he and I realized today in our moment together that our children are in the same class. Like, That's amazing. Not just yeah. the first grade, but they have the same teacher, go to the same school. That's wild. And uh, 
And this connection came from Austin, Texas. Yeah. Hey, I know this guy that lives in Lenexa. That's where you live, right? Yeah. yeah. He does this. He yeah. does this event, and uh, you guys should connect. And then we're just wrapping it, and oh my gosh. Yeah, like, that's wild. It's two degrees of separation it or whatever it really may be. is. And I love that. I love that, especially when you're talking about a creative community, which yes. I think we have an amazing one here. Um, it, it is just blossoming. I mean, it is absolutely just the best I've ever seen it. Um, there's so many areas that are catering to it now and so many revitalizations that are happening sure. to cater to it. Yes. So um, I just, it's its really a great time for, for this kind of mindset. And um, I'm just, I'm thrilled we can be a part of it, you know? That's, I'm thrilled that you are too, because, yeah. you know, selfishly, you know, we talked about the importance of self-discovery. Yeah. And you and I walking over here, I said, listen, everything's informal. Like, yeah. you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And you said, oh, I got some stories. <laughs> and I feel like I'm monopolizing the conversation because That's I'm so, so cool. intrigued by what you do. That's cool. Uh, which is actually great for your business because I feel like that's yeah. that's what you want to do. You want to create intrigue yeah. and, and experience. So I've made a decision right now in this moment that I want to work with the collective. Oh. Uh, and I cannot Amen. wait to further that discussion and Love identify it. what it looks like. Uh, but... But one of the things that I'm struggling with, and I think that a lot of businesses are, uh, is you have a great idea, right? Or you have a fantastic product. Getting it out to the masses is mm-hmm. a completely different journey in and of itself. Yes. Case in point, drop this this shirt that I'm really proud of. Yeah. It's the What's Good collaboration between Fundamism and Charlie Hustle. And the purpose of it, a lot of people don't know this, the purpose of it is you, you walk through life every single day, you say hello to everybody, hey, right. you know, I don't really care, but cool, it's cool. Like, I want people to focus more on what's what's good. Yeah. So this is a reminder to, hey, ask them, what is good? Like, what's yeah. the best thing that's happened to you today, Johnny? Yeah. So we dropped the shirt, it was roughly a month ago, gung-ho, I'm excited about it, I bought product. I post literally one time, Johnny, on Instagram that I've dropped the shirt. Yeah. I put it on my website. I have a really good platform, right? I never say anything about it outside of on the podcast from time to time. Yeah. I don't market it. Yeah. And there it sits yeah. with product in my basement. Right. How do you or do you mm-hmm. help folks through that process as well after the idea is created? Yeah. Um, yeah, we can definitely help with that. We do because um, we get all different levels of people. You know, members come in from I'm brand new and I. I don't even know what my brand is. Sure. And help, can you help me with this? Yes. So we start to you know figure out what what is your mission, what is your what is your branding going to look like? What is that um, next step of collateral? Right. Um, if that if that is a step, um, and then we get people that like you're you're describing where they've okay I'm at the step and I'm I'm struggling with moving product or I'm struggling with meeting the quantities that some of these manufacturers yes. want us to yeah let, so, well, you have to order at least yes. you know whatever maybe yes. yeah I get it which can be very very um, discouraging yes. as a as a small business owner sure. Um, and then we actually have some people that are well established where they, they don't have any problem getting work. They they sell their stuff, and now it's about legalities. You know, like what do I need to do to cover myself because I'm doing this, this, and this? Should I have a contract? That sure. Is, and we, so we can advise in that kind of aspect as well. See, um, my biggest challenge, Johnny, is I have this mental block. Yeah. And so I market myself as a speaker, and as such, I have to post a lot about I'm out, I'm with this mm-hmm. group, whatever it may be, and that's 
somewhat of a challenge yeah. for me because it comes across to me as narcissistic. Uh, but in the same token, I also know that people don't know what I do if I'm not posting right. about it, right? Right. So I'm very conscious about the number of posts that I have, and I never want to be the guy that's consistently peddling stuff. Right. And so I think to myself, like literally before I post something, I think I'll be thinking today, yeah. man, I really need to post about this shirt. I really need to get this out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just posted about being out and about and you know, right. I just linked to the fundamentalism.com and if you want my consulting, my speaking or whatever it may be. Right. So the battle that I consistently have is, first of all, what's, what's the mode of communication? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then in addition to that, what's the cadence? Like yeah. what, what is just enough but not too much where right. people don't, don't see you as I'm just trying to push revenue streams right. as opposed to I'm literally trying to sell a philosophy that can improve people's quality right. of life. Well, and I would ask, you know, if you're if you're with the product standpoint, where what is the entry point for people on that product? Like is the entry point just a digital space where they have to make a decision by themselves and they don't get that story that you're telling yes. right now? Um, if that's the case, there's a lot lost. It's a it's a missing piece. Yeah, so, significant. You know, could you? I would start to bullet out. In your case, what are the opportunities for you to actually be there to tell that story or have ambassadors doing that for you yes. as well? Um, you know, maybe you could do promotion that would be. Um, I wear this shirt and the story that goes along with why you wear it and how that pertains to other people that you're giving the shirt out to. So yes. now. They're now going out and selling this for you. Yes, um, and and that all comes back to the bigger vision of why you do this business mm-hmm. and what it is. So, it would be examples like that that we would sit down and talk through and go, okay, these are the possible things. Now, what do you want to pursue? Yes, and what do you need in order to pursue it? Oh, I need um, maybe I need a dis- better display that I take on the road with me, or maybe I, you know, I need to divvy out X amount for these people that are going to be these ambassadors. Sure. And this is the expectation. And maybe there's a template I give them to kind of talk. I, I don't know. Or maybe, a physical I mean, workshop, like yeah. you were telling me the yeah. other day, where right. we actually create something together. Right. We do something and we're actually right there together and they start to embrace the idea of what this stands for. Yes. And now all of a sudden this becomes meaningful to them. Yes. Um, it's a groundswell. Yeah, it is a groundswell. And it's, um, I, I always love... I mean, I, lo- I love the idea of what you're doing, and I always love the idea of if you give people enough information that's relevant, but then they can take it. It's not too much information, but they can take it and then turn it into what they want it to be for themselves or what's relevant for themselves. Sure. That's, that's the sweet spot. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, you know, you can give them the foundation of it, but then and then let them turn it into what they want it to be. And I, I have had people say, well, is this what you intended? And I'm like, I always answer yes. <laughs> because, 100%. 100%. Because, because who am I to say that it, you know, what's relevant to them is right or wrong? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I'm putting it out there for you to, to hopefully provoke X amount of thought, and then you make it what you need it to be. Yes. Um, and I think, you know, that's those those kind of questions, those kind of relationships when you're talking about tangible goods or, or digital, whatever the case may be, that's... That's the entry point for people. And so, yeah, that, was, that would be some of the conversation we would have. Johnny, what I love about this conversation and the reason why I don't ever set parameters on what to expect when you come into the Fundamism podcast yeah. is because what just happened between you and I is something that 
the bulk of society is not privy to. Right. Uh, they see the the end outcome. They right. see they see you uh, posting with the ribbon cutting of Collective X or right. whatever it may be. They right. don't see the thought process right. or the hurdles or whatever it may be. Or they see me posting about I'm out with, you know, North Point Development. Right? right? They don't see me struggling at right. night wondering how to push product or whatever right. it may be. Right. So what I love about what just took place is it exposed some of the warts that I have. Mm-hmm. It showcased the strengths of you and Collective X and how you partner with potential prospects uh, and partners to walk them through that process right. and get them to wherever they aspire to be. Yep. And in addition to that, it showcases that everything is a process. Yes. And while you want to be someplace and where you live in a society of instant gratifications, <laughs> yeah. uh, gratification, sometimes yeah. it takes a little bit of time and, oh. and a thoughtful approach. A- absolutely. And you don't always have all the answers. No. Sometimes it takes a Johnny. Yeah. And, and it could take two or three stabs after what we discussed yes. to be like, okay, this resonated, this didn't. Yes. And then to you know be able to stop and ask yourself why might be another opportunity to improve what did work. Right. You know, those kind of, those kind of moments and being able to slow down enough, um, to, to be able to recognize it and then act upon it. Sure. Um, yeah, that's, that's something I try to, I try to encourage with whomever I'm working with too, is to say, okay, you need to, you need to, you know, take a look at this and a failure is not a failure. It's a learning experience. Yes. It's that brilliant mistake, right? Brilliant so, mistake. Yeah. So you, you know, let's, let's utilize this and make something out of it. So you know what the title of this podcast is? What is it? It's a brilliant mistake. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Nomath, a brilliant Dude, mistake. Dude, you nailed it. <laughs> so, uh, Johnny, I had asked you prior to, this is the only yeah. preparation that we had outside of asking you what you do for fun. Yeah. Um, would you feel comfortable or what comfort level would you have in sharing a challenging moment that you had in life or one of the most challenging moments and how you got through it? What would that be for you? Oh, my. Um, well, I, yeah, there's, there's quite a few. I would say, I mean, my journey um, through corporate life had its challenges, I think, but that's not terribly unique. Um, I'd say one of my first really successful businesses that I did that a lot of people don't know and thus the Johnny Nomath name um, I DJed for many years under a group called No Mathematics, which was a DJ troupe with um, John Shepard, who goes by Shepa, Peppa. Yeah. If you guys know Shepa, um, you know. Yeah. So the the two of us were a DJ troupe from the late '90s to oh, I don't know. We did about eight or, eight or nine years, maybe yeah, maybe about eight years. I, I'm trying to think, but anyways, um, and did quite well. We traveled. We so when you say a DJ, were you creating music or you were DJing we like started, events? We started and just played other people's music okay. and composing them into sets. Okay, and started at house parties that led to loft parties that led to clubs that led to festivals that led to you know national. Yeah, what? <laughs> Which you're like of, an onion, dude. Yeah, I know. Just keep peeling. It, funky smell, but keep peeling. Man, if I wasn't so selfish asking about my business, I could have been asking about yours. Goodness gracious! Um, but well, the reason why I bring it up because that was a, a classic example of you know you 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 don't get to start at the top no matter how bad you want yes. it. You you got to work a house party. Oh man, we we played every gig we could do. 
um, I remember I was just telling somebody this story. It was it's quite funny. There was a place in the River Market. We were taking any gig we could get, especially if it was at a venue. And this particular place, I can't remember the name, but it was a place that had food by day, but then it had a bar and, um, you know, it had a little dance floor. And we were like, yeah, we'll do it, you know. And I remember loading in. It was an off night. I think it was like a Monday night, which is really hard for DJs in, in general. You know, everybody's kind of you starting mean people to don't turn up on Mondays? Uh, not in this city. <laughs> Other cities, yes. Yes. Detroit, yes. New York, LA, yes. Because um, it's Detroit rock city. Oh, yes. And what is Kansas City known as? Oh, man, I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of a mutt of music. Okay. Isn't it? <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a lot of great stuff. That's but true. It's, you know, um, Jazz. Jazz, yes. That's there right. you go, jazz. Um, but yeah, so we we took this gig and we were loading in and I looked at their marquee that was kind of to the side of their door and it was like Monday night, no mathematics. And we were like, yes, Tuesday night, spaghetti dinner special. <laughs> oh, that is brutal. That is brutal. And there were maybe... Seven people on the dance floor. Whoa! Um, it was it was not a great night, but you just muscle through it because you know we would then turn around and do a loft party, and it would be off the hook. Yes, know? and so um, we just kept doing it, and you just keep putting yourself out there and delivering on you know stuff that we believe people wanted to hear. Um, and then when we actually got our heads together, we got management. We hired a good friend to be our manager, and what that did was opened up the door to now saying, okay, we can now, instead of dealing with these club owners and these bar owners ourselves or these event um, coordinators, we could be friends and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we wanted, oh, my gosh, yeah, yeah, we'd love to play that. Just talk to our manager. Right? So you don't have to, That's what I do with my fee. Yeah. Hey, how much do you charge? Hey, listen, I don't talk money. You tell me what you want. I'll direct you to the person that talks exactly. money. Exactly. <laughs> so he could be the bad guy. That's right. And he, well, truth be told, dude, I'll do everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. what do you got? I, I tell everybody, don't, don't let budget be the reason yeah. we don't work together. Right. And my, the lady, my booking manager, she's like, stop. Yeah. Give me the freaking discussion. Right? So exactly. I admire that. Keep going. Yeah, Sorry to interrupt. So we, so we, um, you know, play best friends with whomever, and then he would just come in. My guys don't work, you know, they, they don't walk in the door for less than X. Yes. They don't even walk in the door for that. Yes. And and this is the terms, this is what we want, yes. and boom. And all of a sudden, that just changed our, I mean, the gigs started getting really good. Um, we started getting national tours coming through, and we were we were the supporting acts for those national DJ tours. Um we started doing parties down in South by we hosted our own party down there that became this annual thing that everybody went to. It's called lose control. And it was a big deal. And I, th- that was one of those moments where you're like, okay, all that pain, all that struggle, all those crappy, you know, spaghetti night gigs all of a sudden start paying off. Cause I'm standing next to some of my heroes DJing. I'm watching them. I'm in the DJ booth with these people and we're doing this, event together and I'm watching how they do it. I'm, this is amazing. This is incredible. Um, so yeah, we were, we were going to Miami. We we're doing all kinds of you know, music, winter conference, music festival. And it was awesome. 
who was one of the uh, coolest uh, individuals that you ever crossed paths with in that walk of life? Um, well, one of my I'm 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 you know 475 years old, so <laughs> you have to understand that um, some of my DJ influences are older dudes, but like um, I. Stood side by Crystal Method, which oh, was yeah. like one of my trip, like I do. Oh yeah, yeah, one of my all time favorites. I was into the Chemical Brothers and Fatboy Slim and all that yeah. whole big beat boutique movement back in the day. And was so, that Crystal Method trip like I do? Yeah, yeah, okay, that's oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, from the Spawn soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they. It's been about probably a dozen soundtracks. Yes, it was one of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, it was awesome here, yes. here, here we are in Austin, Texas and we're standing next to these dudes and I'm like, this is incredible. This Man. is so fun. Uh, speaking of incredible, um, I have, I've taken so much from this interaction and I'll tell you off air, one of the conversations that what you just said, I think is pushing me in a certain direction. Like, you know, every, you know, you ever hear people say everything happens for a reason, right? Sometimes I just want to flick those individuals in the forehead (laughs) and then they get mad and they say, Hey, what'd you do that for? And I say, I don't know. You tell me it's your thing. Everything happens for a reason. Uh, Could that reason just be that we're idiots or we're choosing the wrong? But but my point is I've had this discussion a lot lately with this, with this uh, manager of mine who's pushing me to say, you know, you need to raise your fees because I'm Mm -hmm. right now I'm balancing the personal and the, and uh, And that's a hard balance, by the way. It is a very hard balance. I appreciate that. Yeah. Fully. But especially with all your travels, you know what it's like, but the same token, it's like, I'm not getting the, the stages that I want to be on. And it's, I know that the more people that are in front of me, the larger uh, net uh, that is going to capture the fundamentalism philosophy and carry to the masses word of mouth, like you said, right? And so I love the 350, the 500, but man, wouldn't it be freaking cool to have the Sprint Center? Oh, yeah. And you know, ultimately be able to do my thing. And, and so what drives me is getting out amongst the masses, but I think what I heard you just say was I'm getting in my own way of creating that outcome. Oh yeah. Well, it's very possible. Yeah. If it, you know, and and if there's ways to make that less um, less frictionable, yes. if that's even a word. <laughs> it uh, is now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, create less less friction in your process. Um, then you should at least try it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to. We're all in this to figure it out together. You know, and, and I think that's. Um, I think that's that's definitely a good takeaway of like, you know, if you haven't tried it and you're curious if it could work, then why wouldn't you do it? Just freaking do it. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean... I think part of my reluctance is always like I I, uh, I lack patience sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes you know things happen organically. Oh, yeah. Like I, it took me seven years to write this book. Well... The content wasn't ready seven yeah. years ago. Yeah. When I when I sat down, I was writing the content, and then all of a sudden it became work. Right. Well, much of the content happened as a result of the last two years of my yeah. life, so it wasn't the right time. Yeah. If I would have forced it, I would have pushed it and tried to create that outcome that we're talking about, then it wouldn't have been what it what it is now. Yeah. So I, I I couldn't agree with more, and I I'd be willing to bet you've got more content that could be part of another book oh, already. Dude, so much. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that's the nature of it. And I, you know, we we were the same point where you know sitting. You know, after I left Hallmark for almost two months, just taking notes on what I thought was the true roots of what a creative person is and what drives the difference between someone who's a craft craftsman who just likes to, to churn out product and then somebody who's different that 
always struggling for the, you know, to figure out the next thing that, yes. that, that passion driven person. And, um, I really think it, 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 it stems around discipline mm. and, um, and this drive to always be better, yes. you know? And so, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of an eye opening thing and I still am defining that as we go. And we'll continue until the day we pass. I think so. Right. I think so. So yeah. we can't jump off this podcast without learning where white cactus came from. <laughs> that is the greatest nickname I've yes. ever heard. <laughs> and it's phonetically spelled too, which is even more. Um, so yeah, white cactus is, um, is my graffiti name. Oh, so I do some graffiti around town, and ha- I did. The onion continues. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so many lives, Jeez. so many lives. Um, I used to do graffiti back in the day, um, and I. Uh, well, you can't skate without being taggered. It's kind of there's. It, I feel like everything. If you really look at the music and the graffiti, and even what the collective, it all is yes. intertwined. Yes, um, but. Yeah, it the white cactus is sort of the name I use for that. It's now something that I'm actually trying to market a little bit more. Um, As you should. Yeah, I just think the reaction has been really positive around it. And so we did last year's Spray Mo, we did the back of Manny's. Um, and I say we because it's a, it's a joint deal between my brother and I. Um, he's on the West Coast. And so as we're talking about marketing it into what I want to be a surf and skate lifestyle brand. Um, you know, he's going to be really heavy on the surf side since he's got, you know, actual waves at his disposal. Yes. Um, and I'll, I'll focus more on the skate side. And so between the two of us, we can cover the both, but, um, yeah, it, you know, I, one of those things you, you debate whether you should even tell people that that's what you Hell no. Yeah. You tell everybody. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, I know you're supposed to have a secret name for it, but I, 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 I'm, I'm beyond doing anything illegal anymore. <laughs> I, I, you know, I used to, back in the day, I would spray anything. Now I, I, it's all sanctioned stuff. Yes. So, you know, um, I did have permission at, at Manny's to do the back of that. But Well, yeah. listen, Johnny, you are, yeah. <laughs> uh, you are a fascinating specimen. And Cheers, I'm man. guaranteeing Likewise. that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I feel I feel like this went down a path that I didn't expect, which is always awesome, a beautiful mistake, if you will. Yeah. Um, again, I reiterate, I think that it's amazing what just happened in that um, facilitating discussion is a strength of yours, and specifically facilitating a discussion of self-discovery. Not a lot of people have that trait or skill set. Mm, and I think that that is a differentiator with your business. So- I would argue they often say that if you if you you can't experience something without experiencing it, right? right? So right. when I first started as a speaker, I'd be like, "Well, you have to you have to experience me to understand the value." Well, you're right. saying that I have to in order to get the new restaurant and be able to I have to go. Yeah, but how do you get people there? Right. I think that what we just did was far better than you ever telling anybody what Collective X is. You just walked folks through what Collective X does. Yeah. And specifically, they saw you created an epiphany moment in me. So Whoa. thank you, man, wow. from the bottom of my what heart. an honor. So if anybody else <laughs> wants to learn about Collective X or visit that process themselves, how do they uh, learn more? Well, we've just uh, put our website up. Congratulations. It's not fully done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sort of congratulations. Sure, yeah, all right. Um, just collectivex.com. Okay. Um, and it's Collective EX. Okay. Um, and then you can, I think the most 
uh, relevant social platform is Instagram, which is collective.ex. Nice. Yeah. And you had mentioned uh, cool coffee spots uh, in your relationship. You did earlier. Yeah. like on the, And your relationship with Bo Nelson. Yes. And one of the featured uh, things within CollectiveX is a Thalmaeus pop-up, right? Yeah. So you actually have a physical space where people could go uh, and chat and drink good things and have those amazing pop cards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The pop cards are amazing. <laughs> they are, I think they're heirloom bakery and they're just... They're addictive. But, yes. uh, yeah, their new concept, The Outpost, um, it's a new concept with, with their umbrella brand, Thou Mayest, and we help develop, do all their branding, we do all their um, assets, all their collateral, whatnot, and it was an awesome process to, to start from that raw ground all the way up to see now it functioning and surfacing people, their favorite beverages, and and to help bring them back to 18th Street, which I know a lot of people were missing them yes. from when they were down at 419. So they're literally just 100 Two numbers blocks. up. Yeah, yeah right. 519 now. Yeah. Um, oh, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, which is cool. So we're, 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 we're just thrilled that they're a part of it. And, um, yeah. Well, just we're thrilled going. to have you guys as a part of our city collectively. See what I did there? Yes, beautiful. Um, dude, you again, uh, you bring a lot of value to our city. You bring a lot of uh, value to the individuals that you connect with. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'd like to say Likewise. shout out to Johnny Nomath, a.k.a. the White Cactus. <laughs> Go visit Collective X, grab a cup of coffee, and talk to some brilliant minds. Uh, Paul Long is always challenging you guys to create some fun in your day. But most importantly, go out and challenge yourself to create some fun in the life of others. You never know what other people are going through. You never know if they need that epiphany moment, if they're challenged with something. Never underestimate the value that you carry in this world to ask somebody what's good or create a meaningful interaction. So as always, be blessed and deuces. Deuces.